97.3 ESPN. Now, live inside the Matt Black Kia Studios, here's Mike Gill. It is a Monday, the first Monday of the year 2021, and we are about to dive into what will be a wild Eagles offseason. What's going on, everybody? I'm Mike Gill, back in action, Hunter Brody, Josh Henning producing today's show, and you out there, what's going on, everybody? Wow, that game last night was something, wasn't it? You ever seen something like that? Don't say no, because I watched the Sixers for three years. So that game last night was nothing next to what the Sixers were doing. But that was something last night. Now, do you really think that an NBA tank is similar to an NFL tank like we saw? Well, the Sixers put out a product that had trouble winning games because they simply weren't talented enough. Brett Brown didn't say, hey, turn the ball over. You know, don't uh, – Brett Brown didn't say turn the ball over late game situations so that we could lose. I mean, they were essentially like the Eagles' defense is fighting tooth and nail, getting interceptions, turning the ball over something they hadn't done all year. And Doug Peterson, I kept it was like literally the scene from Major League where the team was too good and they like made the uh, airplane not work. And then it was like this team's too good. Well, we can uh, break the showers. You know, maybe we find people for good play. Like, I was literally, did you see me tweeting out the, the Major League stuff? I was cracking up. I'm like, this is horrible. But, no, I mean, to, to put them into context, the Eagles, what they did last night was Doug Peterson did everything he could, offensively anyway, because the defense, you got to give Jim Schwartz and that defense credit. They brought it last night, and they had guys out there that no one ever heard of. I mean, Epps and Avery and Williams, and who the hell's McGill who went offsides? I mean, for God's sakes. But Doug Peterson essentially said, look, I'm going to put Sudfeld in this game. It's a close game. We don't, we don't, I mean, his answer last night saying I just wanted to get him snaps. I've never heard anything like it in an NFL game. Never. Yeah, it was really bad, and I know it's very controversial because at the end of the day, Eagles fans and obviously the Eagles front office wanted the sixth pick instead of the ninth pick. I understand the philosophy of why they did it. I just really hated it. I thought the look was awful. Jason Kelsey just spoke a couple weeks prior about how winning organizations value football games, and I just thought that, and I don't know what this means long-term for the locker room and Doug Peterson, but I'm sure that there are plenty of guys in there, specifically, too, Jalen Hurts. If he's going to be the future franchise quarterback, you can read his lips in multiple different scenarios on the bench. He did not like that. He was not thrilled, and I just wonder what type of message that carries for the future as if, you know, you don't, you, bad organizations do this, you know, and, and people want to mention the Jets and tanking for Trevor Lawrence. There's a big difference between where the Eagles are and being a team like the, the Jets and being the Jacksonville Jaguars. You are the Philadelphia Eagles, and when you get it to this level, it's so putrid, it's so awful, and I just wonder what the impact is on the locker room. Uh, this is where I, like, people are outraged over all this stuff. Does it matter? I don't think so. I think at the time of the draft, no one ever brings this up. So it is a heat-of-the-moment conversation, and I totally am aware of that. That first Sunday when they play next year. You'll be excited for whoever they draft. Well, maybe not, The point maybe. of this whole thing was is the guys you have, you need to clean house. So 
the way you lost that game last night really shouldn't correlate with what you have next year because you're hoping that this roster looks a whole hell of a lot different and that part of the reason it looks different is because you lost that game last night. Do I like the way they did it? Competitively, no. I had this, I'm had i going back and forth texting with my buddies. And I said, look, this is the problem. I had this conversation with you and others before. Here's the problem with sports now. If you can't win the championship, fans accepting, accept wanting to lose. Fans want to lose. Did Washington fans want to lose knowing that they don't have a chance to win a championship? There's a difference because okay. the, 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 the difference between them winning and losing was them making another level, like getting to that next step, doing something that they weren't supposed to do. So there is, like, the Giant fans are pissed. They wanted to make the playoffs even at 6-10. and 10. I understand that, but, like, there is that other element now in sports, which I hate, by the way. It sucks, but this is an evolution of life. People act like the culture and this. Dude, this is sports everywhere. you Philly is supposed to be tough. This is what sports are in every town in America. I don't want to hear New York would never do this. Boston would never do it. Yeah, they would. I think the Red Sox this year got to a point where they wanted to lose. They were horrible, and they wanted to stay horrible. The Patriots yesterday, I saw Patriots fans on my timeline that wanted to lose the game to the damn Jets yesterday. Why? Because for the first time, losing a game would help them gain. And, and look, I hate it, but that's the thing with sports now. It's when you were growing up, innocent sports fan, I want to win. I want to win. I want to win. I want to win. And just like everything else in life, as you gain more information and you have more knowledge and there's more out there, it's the whole thing with um, analytics. I got more stats. I got more of this. Well, the stats tell me that I have the sixth pick. That's better than the ninth pick. And if I have four wins, uh, five wins, what's the difference? Fans have accepted it. So what the Eagles did last night, I think most fans on my timeline were accepting of it. It was these old crotchetys that were, rah, rah, rah. well, guess what? When they kick that ball off in September next year, no one's going to It's like when the Sixers were embarrassingly bad. They lost a game to the San Antonio Spurs by about 50 one night in a 10-win season. Why does that matter right now? What they did in that 10-win season has no bearing on what's going on in 2020. It had no bearing on what happened yesterday. Look, the Eagles beat the Saints a couple of weeks ago. Winning that game did nothing for them the next week. They sucked again the next week. So if they won that game last night or they tried hard in that game last night, it doesn't even do anything for the next week. So why would we think it has anything to do with the next season and the culture in that locker room? Get out of here, you old heads. You sound like a bunch of olds. Well, to be Put honest with you. Put on your white sneaks and your blue ends. Get <laughs> over that grill and shut your mouth. You're an old school uh, sports fan that's antiquated. You're beat. That's incredible. Now, I will say, and, and I was pretty vocal about this before the game actually played out. I did. Uh, I'm, I was in the outlier, I would imagine. I wanted them to I wanted them to compete. I wanted them to work hard. I, I didn't care if they won the football game. To me, as a sports fan, I wanted them to go out there and work hard. I don't care about them trying to lose on purpose. I wanted to see what a winning organization would do, even though they're not this season. A winning organization would go out there and try and win the football game. A loser mentality would be what they ended up doing. So I wanted them to go out there, work hard, and whatever happened, happened. But I understand why they would go down this road. But I really do believe that I I am totally on the outlier. I'm probably with the guys with the blue N and the white sneak. Even though I don't have them on, I don't own a pair. I, I, I am in that mindset, but I do understand what you're coming from, where you're coming from. On This doesn't relate too much. 
This doesn't relate to what happens next year. By the time of the draft, everyone who was outraged by it will forget about it. They'll be excited about the draft pick. They will be excited about what they do in the future. Maybe, unless the regime changes. I don't know. But when I see what they did last night, I can't believe they made that 8-15. If that was at 1 o'clock, would anyone talk about it? No. No. No, and here's the other problem. If you had so much of a problem with what the Eagles did last, don't have a problem with them. NBC flexed that game. That game was supposed to be a normal 1 o'clock game that no one would have seen or watched. You would have had Aqib Tlaib doing the game yesterday. Instead, they flexed the game, and they could have used Aqib Tlaib last night. He would have added some color to that game for sure and some vibrant fun. I would have loved to hear him saying, Man, this is terrible, man. With the, I would have loved to have Tlaib in there last night. He would have just made that game go over the moon. But the Giant fans, compl- you won six games. That's where I'm lost. You, lost, I, I you can't won stand six that. games. Ridiculous. Look, the Eagles did what they did. And I thought Keyshawn Johnson broke it down this morning better than anybody. And he said, you don't owe anything to the Giant. Doug Peterson doesn't owe anything to the Giant fans. He doesn't owe anything to anybody. Their organization, the best interest was to get the sixth pick in their mind. And that's what they did. And the way that they did it, it looked horrible last I was embarrassed. It was embarrassing, but, I, you know, it doesn't have any bearing on what's going to happen with this team moving forward. Now, you might say karma and this and that. If you believe in all that stuff, then fine, yeah. But what if they land that receiver finally, and that guy's the one that finally they hit on with the sixth pick, and if you had the ninth pick, you don't get that guy? Let me ask you this. And you're right, that is a big part of this. If you want to go out and get a receiver, even though some are tired of drafting wide receivers, well, you're not getting the right one, so don't throw it out the window just because you messed up so many times. But what if this rubbed someone like, and I don't, I'm don't. i just throwing it out there hypothetically, because we heard Jason Kelsey speak about this before. Could this have ended Jason Kelsey? If he was contemplating retirement, is he rubbed off the wrong way? Now you're down a center for next year, someone who you really relied on. I'm not saying it did. I'm not saying it will result to that. But I do know that there are some guys, and and I brought up Jalen Hurts, someone who was clearly unhappy, although if you have a receiver like Devontae Smith or Chase next year, I wonder if he's still going to be pissed off about the moment. But there were guys clearly upset with what occurred. Yeah, and I don't don't have any problem with the veterans. The problem is this, the guys who were pissed, Kelsey, he's been on the fence of retiring the last couple of years, so I don't know that that game pushed him over the edge. Maybe it did. Maybe it did. But you know what? Maybe it's time for Kelsey to move on. Uh, Ertz isn't going to be here. He's another one. Uh, a lot of the guys were not playing last night. That was another problem. The Eagles inact- uh, deactivated how many guys? 11 last night? Fletcher Cox. He probably, you know, Miles Sanders plays that game if it means anything. Does Fletcher Cox play if the game means anything? Does Deshaun Jackson play if the game means anything? Does, I don't know. But they had a laundry list of key veteran players that did not play that game last night for various reasons. So, look, I think the I think the... It was a sham. I was laughing. I was embarrassed to watch the game. I tell my girlfriend, I said, this is, a, this is a joke. You got Sudfeld. It was a 10 on the circus. Sudfeld will forever be remembered as this clown that went into the game throwing interceptions, couldn't uh, catch the damn snap. I mean, it was a joke. But that's what happens. It was a bad football team in a horrendous division, and it was very apropos how that thing ended last night.
Oh, it absolutely was. I have a bunch of things that stood out to me to tell you how much of a joke it was. When Fulgham caught the ball after Jalen Hurts ran to the right side, he had about 20 yards before there was a defender there. He ran out of bounds. Doug not challenging the fumble. The McGill offsides that you mentioned. Rudy Ford can't pick up a fumble. The Ward and Hightower trick plays. Punting the ball at midfield on fourth the down. Ward and Hightower. I kept thinking... Yeah. Oh, those were the plays that were supposed to be for Hertz. And since they now Hertz had to play quarterback, they had to put him in for somebody else. Right. Putting the ball at, at midfield on fourth and reasonable that we always see. Not going for the field goal to tie it up. Going for it on fourth. Although Doug Peterson does elect to do that. Epps gets the interception in Washington territory. No wide receiver <laughs> on the field at one point. They had, this is when Nate Sudfeld first got in the game, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they called timeout. Yeah, they called timeout. Oh, it was just a nightmare. It really was. And I'm with you. I was laughing, but I, I am embarrassed. I am embarrassed today. The amount of text messages I got from a, a bunch of my buddies I played hockey uh, with from can, around the world. It's crazy. The stuff going back and forth, you know, this is why I don't watch sports. I said, but this is what sports is. This is what sports is. By the way, the Eagles have just restructured the contract of Alshon Jeffries and Malik Jackson. It gives the team salary craft relief in 2021 and forces them to make the decision on the players sooner so they'll have a resolution in the spring. You know, this is another thing. This whole they're over the cap and yada, yada. People are going to complain. Why isn't Howie Roseman? Why isn't Howie Roseman? Because the Eagles have such cap problems, they need someone like Howie Roseman to get him out of it. I just feel with that, I'm okay with Howie Roseman being here. I'm not someone that demands him to get out of town. I would just like more information. Hey, Jeffrey Lurie, you brought in John Dorsey. I know Howie Roseman was asked about it. I didn't like the, I didn't get the answer I'm looking for. So. Hey, uh, so you know what? Just, it, just tell me what's going on. Is John Dorsey part of the player? Is he making the pick? What's the evaluation process? I just, I want more communication. Hard, yeah, he got asked today about Dorsey, and the answer you're right, but you're on Zoom. You can't have a back and forth. You can't really like, hey, can I interject? I mean, the whole Zoom element it has, has has hurt some of this stuff. And then they got asked the one question, and Doug, I was on the thing. I heard Doug. And out of nowhere, Doug's like, can you hear me? I'm thinking, why would you say, can you hear me? What indication did you get that no one can hear you? Yeah, I don't know. I, I heard him. The PR person, though, was like, no, they can't hear you. And then they went to Howie Rose. But I heard him as well. I heard him. Me too. Yeah, I was like, well, I hear him. I'm on the call and I hear him. And then Howie was asked the same question. He goes, did you hear anything? That this was about the Carson Wentz fractured relationship question. So then Howie was asked about it. He goes, oh, you didn't get that? Oh, great. And then Peterson and gave two thumbs up. Yeah. Like, oh, great. I just gave that whole answer. No one heard me. I'm like, no, I heard you. Yeah. Oh, man. Anybody else hear me? Well, this is just a, a, the description of the entire season, the last game, all bundled up into a press conference as well. Shocker. 609-573-ESPN. We're busy today, so we'll give you some time to call in right now if you want to react 609-403-0973 609-403-0973 is the text board we got text rolling in 609-403-0973 on the text board we got anytime hotline calls we've got sal pal we've got andrew brant who's going to break down this whole wench situation we've got Mosher for football at four and we'll have the uh, full Roseman presser coming up in 15 minutes. All right. Uh, let's go to start it off with uh, Vinny in Northfield. Vinny, you're on 97.3. What's up, Vin? Hey, guys. How you doing today? Yo, brother. Not a whole lot. Um, in the words of Doug Peterson, can you hear me right now? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you fine. Well, the worst, the worst part about all that is, the fact that Doug Peterson, after the game, tried to play it off like he was trying to win with Nate Sudfeld and this whole – I don't know why they have this obligation to Nate Sudfeld 
to get him reps. The guy hasn't played since the last game of the season when they won the Super Bowl. Maybe that's why, and Doug alluded to the fact that he was the backup in the Super Bowl. He's had a big role with, on this team. And another thing, remember when Doug kept being asked, is he going to bench Carson Wentz or why hasn't he done it yet? And he alluded to, if you make the decision, if you make that change, you're giving up on your season and you're throwing it away. And I understand that going into the game last night that they were already taken out of the playoffs and already eliminated. So if you're going to go out there with Jalen Hurts throughout the whole game, you either, in my opinion, you play him all the way and you give him the entire game, or if you love Nate Subfeld that much, you play him for the entire game as well and give him a full game if you really think that he has an opportunity to start somewhere else that game could have been like an audition for him for other teams. Here, here's the problem I had, Vinny. Here's the problem I had, Vinny. And I wasn't here last week, so I don't know what your guys' take was. I would have played Wentz yesterday. I said the same thing. I would have played Wentz yesterday, and here's why. I want to find out if Wentz learned anything from being benched because that answers at least one question for me. Meaning, did you learn mm-hmm. anything by being benched? You sat three games do you learn anything from being benched? So I would have played Wentz for that reason, too, because I can't learn enough about Hurts in three or four games. I mean, if I saw four games from Travis Fulgham, I'd give the guy a $100 million contract, but I can't make a decision on four games. So Hurts, I couldn't have learned anything more or less about Hurts. And by the way, I thought Hurts played horrible last night, other than the fact that he ran for two touchdowns. Completion percentage, horrible. His completion percentage is worse than Wentz's. The only thing he gives you that is a nice added is he runs. Without the running, he was terrible last night. So I would have played Wentz last night, but did they acquiesce to Wentz and just not play him because he didn't want to play? I don't know that answer. And I'm not sure either, but I got a quick thing for you guys too. You know how Jim Schwartz, he made the comments three days, or like I think he made the comment like on Monday or last Friday about how he doesn't want a team on the field to celebrate. Yeah, no hat rule. NFC East and their home. And then – out of nowhere, it seems like three, four days later, a guy that has all this control within the organization, he gets to pick his players as a coordinator. He has to say in who they draft and who they sign. Why would he want to give up that opportunity to step away? Do you guys believe that maybe there was a talk within the organization? Absolutely. That they're going to get Schwartz out of there. And to me, it kind of reminded me, do you remember the scene in Goodfellas when Tommy goes into the room and he gets taken out? That's what I feel that the Eagles did to Jim Schwartz. They had a <laughs> conversation. One. This guy's got to go, and that was the end of it. And the worst part about it all is Howie Rosen's press conference as well. He wasn't able to answer any questions straightforward. They were asking him about Justin Jefferson. They kind of alluded to DK Metcalf. If Jeffrey Lurie, well, really he alluded to DK Metcalf too. If you, uh, Vinny, and I appreciate the call. He alluded to Metcalf too by saying some of the guys had medical problems and they weren't on our board at all. That's Metcalf, who was on a lot of teams' medical do-not-draft list because of uh, that neck injury. And I think that's why he fell to the second round. You are correct. Now, he mentioned, I brought this up to you off the air, with Jim Schwartz and his contract expiring, him stepping away or maybe contemplating retirement. I think that was all, hey, Jeffrey Lurie and him had a conversation. Why don't you make a statement? Why don't you just ride into the sunset here? We won't fire you technically, but we're going to go in another direction. Well, there was a report that that they did approach him about extending his contract and that he said no. Okay. I did not see that specific That was report. when the report on Thursday, I, whatever, I'm, I'm confused on my day. I wasn't working that day, but I said, oh my, you know, here's all this stuff going on. I'm yeah. not here. 
But Schwartz, in the report, it said that the Eagles approached him about a new contract, and he did not okay. sign. Well, that changes the game for sure. But I, I like that you brought up the Wentz thing. I would have done the same thing. But let's just say they go with the philosophy they did yesterday. Do you? And I'm with you with the with the Hurts thing. At some point, this game isn't going to move the needle with you with Hurts. Can't. No. But you would have learned there was nothing to gain in terms of knowledge of Hurts. There was something to gain in terms of knowledge of Wentz. Did you learn anything by being benched? And if the answer to that is no, then you have more problems than I thought. I was hoping that by being benched that you would have taken something from that and said, you know what, maybe I was doing this, or maybe I was too aggressive, or maybe I was trying too hard, and just sit and help me out. I wanted to see if Wentz took anything from being benched. Now I don't know that answer. I thought the same exact thing. I also thought, though, to counter myself, because I have so many thoughts going through my brain, is this the scenario to throw a struggling quarterback in when you have Toth and Matt Pryor as your two tackles? I heard that, too, but then I'm going to throw Hurts out there? I know. You're stuck in a, you know, you throw Nate Sudfeld out there, apparently. Tom and Summers Point, you're on 97.3. Tommy. Mike, listen, do you think three picks is going to make a difference with this team? Doug is inept. He is a moron. He, he, he let that team down yesterday, left the fan base down, and you're a jackass for saying old heads, Mike. You think three spots in the draft matter. You know what matters, Mike? That the head coach it might not matter to you. It might not matter to me, but I'll tell you who it matters to, the guy making me? the pick. Listen, but guess what, Mike? That three slots is not going to matter to this whole team. And by the way, the sixth pick has been significantly better than the third, the ninth pick in the last however many drafts. Holes, Mike, the holes this team has, you won't fit. Listen, I'll bet you that Pinky you will be with ten three-pointers. Joe Douglas and the Jets will be in the playoffs before the Eagles are because you know what he loaded up with, Mike? Draft choices. This the last last year. You well, let me ask you this, Tom. Let me ask you second. this. Well, let me ask you a question, Tom. Is it a more attractive for you to be making a trade to get multiple picks from the sixth spot or the ninth spot? And I'll hang up and listen, Mike. When you when you just answer the question. If I call you and say, Tom, do you want the sixth pick in the draft or the ninth pick in the draft? Which one, if you're another team, which one would you prefer? And then what can I get more? What can I get more for? Let me ask you a question. You didn't answer my question first. Why would I answer yours? Wait a minute. Mike, the first two picks are going quarterback. So the sixth pick now becomes the fourth pick. The ninth pick becomes the seventh pick. All right? Do your math, Mike. So guess okay, what? so then I'll ask you the same question. Do you want the fourth pick or do you want the seventh pick? It depends on what you're trading, Mike. It's a, it's listen, it's not black and white. It depends on what team you're trading. Tom, Tom, let me are. let me ask you a question real quick. If if that sixth pick becomes Chase or Devontae Smith, and they need wide receiver, right? If those two guys go before ninth, that could be the difference in actually landing that wide receiver. Would that matter to you? But wait a minute. That sick you get to find the Adams, guess what? You have a quarterback that listen, Jay Hurst cannot play. I'm sorry. All right. I made one RPO quarterback that's won a Super Bowl. All right, that so then gonna work and he's too small. So then so All right, well Russell Wilson's pretty good. I'll take him. You can have the other guy. Here here. Let me ask you this then. So you wanted to win that game last night. Is that what you're saying? And you think Peterson was trying to win the game, he's just that bad of a head coach. What I'm saying is he's a dope, 
And whether I want to win the game or not, because I'm a fan, I don't run that organization, but I root for the team. How about the players on that field, Mike? You think it was fair to those players to throw Nate Sutton out no, there? No, I don't think it was fair at all. I didn't say I thought it was fair. I don't think it was fair what they did last night to the players on that team. No, I do not. But I understand it. That's what matters. I don't understand it because at the end of the day, the players don't Well, let me ask you. How many of those guys, okay, of these guys, Epps, Avery, Williams, McGill, Houston. Arnold. Arnold. How many of those guys are you counting on next year? Toast. I care about the listen. Prior, I'm talking about the team on that field last night. They were the guys on the field last night. If you watch the game, they were the guys on the field. McGill, Sudfeld. What players didn't play? Cox, Jackson, every guy that every guy that you were counting on to play this year did not play last night. So all those guys were not on the field. So you didn't do anything. Their blood, sweat, and tears weren't on the field last night. They were watching. Fletcher Cox was tweeting away with uh, Eli Manning last night. Come on, get out of here. I thought I didn't like Doug Peterson. Then I'm hearing uh, Tom chiming in on the Doug P hate. Sports Bash Live 97.3 ESPN 609-573-3776. Welcome back, huh? Yeah, I come back. I get into that. Look, I get well, it. you knew that going into the phone call. This isn't breaking news here. You see Tom from the Village pop up. You know what's coming. Summer's Point. Summer's Point, excuse Tom me. Tom lives in Summer's Point, <laughs> allegedly. Sports Bash is brought to you by Matt Blatt Kia. Matt Blatt Kia, they want to get you approved today. Matt Blatt Kia, 6211 Black Horse Pike in Egg Harbor Township. So, look, I agree. I don't like what happened last night, but they did the right thing for their organization. I just don't like how they went about it. It's like the Sixers. They did the right thing for their organization. They just don't like the way they went about it. But that's sports nowadays. You need to come to grips with the fact that that is sports nowadays. Sal Powell at 3 o'clock. Andrew Brandt, 3.30. Alshon Jeffrey News on the other side. Turn it on. Leave it on. The Sports Bash on 97.3. Uh, 2.30, Sports Bash, 97.3 ESPN, at Mike Gill Show, at Broads81 on Twitter. Follow us there. So much to dive into. Look, I don't like, I said this with the Sixers. I didn't like what they did, but I understood what they did and supported it because getting better draft choices gets you a better opportunity to get better players. Is the sixth pick all that different from the ninth pick? History in the last couple years says yes. There's been a lot better picks at six than nine. In the NFL, I don't think teams tank all season long because, you know, picking six is not much different from nine or ten from 13. However, when you're a team like the Eagles who have a lot of holes, it gives you more flexibility in a trade. You can get more in return for that six pick. Look, their organization felt we benefit more from the six pick than the ninth pick. I don't think... Anybody can argue with them there. How they went about it? Okay, fine. You don't like the way that they went about it. I don't see how that carries over for their team moving forward. I know a lot of people want to think that whatever happens in week 17 of the 2020 season will carry over to them in game one of the 2021 season. I got news for you. No, it doesn't. You remember the Dream Team team that won um, 
they were like 0 oh, and 4 and above. they they won like their last four games of the year and the next year they stunk. Oh, they won their four games in a row to end that year. Doesn't matter. And look, this team is going to look a hell of a lot different next year. So whatever happened last night, most of those players are not going to be here to say, "Wow, we went into that game and we didn't really try to win." Yeah, that's a fair point. Absolutely. Now, Carson Wentz, just about one minute ago, declined speaking to any media today. So according to Eagles PR, he declined speaking with anyone. After everyone speaking, I just feel, and maybe I'm looking too deep into this, but with all the reports and everything coming out and people questioning the fractured relationship, would today be a good day to stand up and and talk? Jalen Hurts is saying all, all the right things. He's saying he's a competitor. He's this. People are eating it up. They're loving it. They're stuffing their face with Jalen Hurts' comments. Show that you're a leader. Show yeah. that you want to step out there. Show you want to address this situation. I agree with you. I think that Carson Wentz really needed to speak today. So I'm a little underwhelmed with Wentz's camp right now and with Wentz specifically for this move. couple texts. 609-403-0973. 609-403-0973. We'll get back to the phones. we got a bunch of people holding on. 609-573-3776. Mike, I agree. The Eagles executed the tank. I don't understand the backlash. Tanking is real. It's happening in all sports. The system rewards you for losing. Tanking doesn't guarantee championships, but it does get you better players. It doesn't get you better players. It gets you the opportunity for better players. you got to hit the pick. Yes, absolutely. And I think the national media is what's kind of blowing this out of proportion. I think the, the people like me where it's like I'm acknowledging what it does. I'm acknowledging why they did it. I just don't like the looks of it. And, and I feel that that type of reaction where, you know, I'm not because there's people clapping their hands cheering last night. I'm not cheering for that. You you shouldn't be happily cheering woohooing for that type of effort and look. But the, the national yeah, garbage towards it is where I think it crosses the line of hatred. Yeah, I don't like the look of it. I don't like what they did, but I also don't think it carries over. I don't think that That's all a good of a sudden point. the team is doomed because they decided to lose. And really, it was really for a quarter. But we talked about learning about Hurts, wanting to see from Wentz. If, if you want to see if Jalen Hurts is the franchise guy, would you want to see what he can do in a, in a big game for Washington? I know it doesn't mean much for the Eagles, but Washington's trying hard to win the game. Fourth quarter, three-point game. What do, you, what do you have? Do you have something? Right. Let's let's see if he can do something in the well, fourth quarter. I, I, yeah, I agree with that, too. I think they said, look, we see that he can move the ball on the ground. Is you know, There was also the element which Sal Pal said one of my last Fridays years, which was, you're going to get this guy killed. Yeah. you got Brett Toth and Matt Pryor out there. How much do you want to have him out there playing in key moments with the opportunity to take a shot and get hurt? Right, so let's let's make Nate Sudfeld take the hits. <laughs> Mike, I'm a lifelong Browns fan. You're right. Doug doesn't owe the Giants anything, but he owes it to football to keep the integrity of the game. The game had a direct effect on other teams. It's like the guy in fantasy who stops putting in the lineup. Okay. Um, again, you play that game at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm not show, sure Dog Pound for Life, who just tweeted it, texted in, would feel the same way. It's just the fact that the game was on Sunday Night Football last night. I feel I don't like the quote, and this is being thrown around a lot today, the integrity of the game. Like I just don't like hearing that because, you know, you have the old heads and then you have the new age guys like you're talking about. For some reason, that phrase, hearing that phrase today bothers me a little bit. The integrity of the game. Like, ah. It doesn't need to be that well, deep. This guy, it's just a really ugly look. This, this, you know, this guy, regarding the Eagles, you are correct. Eagles per Gi- uh, don't owe the Giants anything, but the Giants didn't lay down last year, and it cost them Chase Young. Eagles are now a loser organization. Their fans rooting to lose. It's a shame. Let me stop you right there. 
Every team in that situation wants their team. The Giant fans last year weren't rooting for their team to lose. I saw my buddy last night. He's a Giant fan. I still hurt that they didn't get Chase Young because he wanted to lose that game, and they didn't, and it cost them Chase Young, how and about they got Jets? some stiff left tackle. Yeah, how about Jets fans when they won that game and they realized Jags were in first place? Now, does it change when you're talking about a talent like Trevor Lawrence or when you're talking about a quarterback position? Maybe it does. But you had Jets fans in tears when they won a game because they wanted Trevor Lawrence. Every, every fan base is now that way. They would prefer the better draft choice than going from four wins to five. That's just the way sports is, and I don't like it, but that's just the way sports has become. Where getting five wins does nothing better for you other than the Eagles last night, if they would have won that game, they would have gone from the sixth pick to the ninth pick. How would you feel? If they won that game, would you have been mad that they went in with the philosophy of, hey, let's win the game? Because I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have been mad. No. I wouldn't have been mad at all. No, I wouldn't have been mad if they won the game last night because, again, I don't think the ninth pick is all that different from the sixth pick. It just gives you a little bit more flexibility, I guess, in trades. If you want to get more picks, more in return, if you want to... What would you do with that sixth pick? Because there's a lot of options. You can well, go wide receiver. You can trade Wentz and go for a quarterback. Don't rule anything out. You can trade back. I mean, they got a lot of holes. All right, let, let's go to a couple calls here, and I'll get to that. Okay, I'll write it got, down. I mean, we got... there's. I tweeted out something last night. People are like, my God, this is going to be an awful couple years. I don't subscribe to that, and, and my reasoning is this. This season... I feel looks a lot different with Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson and Andre Dillard. That's you, just me. Can you rely on those guys to be able to give it to you, though? Well, I mean, I have nothing to suggest that Lane Johnson won't be 100%. He's not been an injury-prone guy. I mean, he's missed some games, but Brandon Brooks had a freak injury. Did you see the shape that guy's in? It is wild. I feel pretty confident that the guy rehabbed and is going to be in good shape. Diller had another freak injury that he's been off a whole year. He should rehab and be back from it. Those three guys changed the – now, Mylotta might take over for Dillard, but if you have – if you just have Brooks and Johnson this season, all season long, I feel like this season – and I feel like things for Wentz go in a different direction. I can agree with that. I definitely can. And if you have Wentz playing at the level that he had been playing in years past, I don't think you're as bad as you just looked this year. I said it repeatedly. You didn't agree with me. You were this bad for one reason over everything else. Was your quarterback play was that bad? Now, there were other factors. Your line was a mess. You had 14 different line combinations, yada, yada, yada. But if you had Wentz just playing adequate, even with all these other problems, they're not 4-11-1. Yeah, I just think it's hard to do that when the problems were as ugly as they were. Right, but it was shown that you could still move the ball, put points on the board, and do things even with this. Sure, and it results in a 1-3 record during the back stretch. But, well, yes, right, they could have, have done. have a 1-3 record be I mean, with a guy who, let's be honest, we don't know if that guy can play quarterback in this league. And Jalen Hurts? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you don't know. But it could have been looking better than what Wentz gave you, but I still think if everything was cleaned Wentz, up, it'll look... to me, is a better quarterback than Hurts. Hurts adds the element of the running game. But what Wentz could give you in the passing game, 
He's getting sacked because he's holding the ball too long. But he's is that a product of having these guys out there who shouldn't be out there? But that's my point. If you just had Brooks and and Johnson in there, right? But that, that would defend my changes. point. Right, and that would defend my point on if you had better things surrounding Wentz. I don't think it's as bad as what Wentz gave you. Like I don't think Wentz is that putrid. I think if things get cleaned up, you'd get a good version of Wentz that you can totally rock and roll. Yeah, with. but he went from he was bad. I mean, yeah. he was awful. You, you can't no go from it. that to this I, and, and uh, justify it and say, well, if he just had better pieces I, around. I can totally support that. Somewhere in between is, is where I'm at. Somewhere in between what we're going back and forth. All right, Will in Ocean City, you're on 97.3. What's up, Will? Good afternoon. Um, the reason I called was the uh, was when it was mentioned your dialogue about playing Wentz at all. The game last night, how it played out for one of the Philadelphia side was predetermined well before the game. The two biggest commodities you have on that team are your two quarterbacks. The probability of Winston being back better than next year is pretty well nil. If you're going to treat Winston and unload the contract, and the, the ideal team for him has been talked about is the Indianapolis, because of Frank Wright, and the probability maybe that Philbert was going to retire, that will, one, unload a contract, and two, give you some serious picks. One or the other or both. Secondly, that's why you don't play him. I mean, that is an absolute no-brainer, not to be harsh, but it is absolutely really a no-brainer. Who cares what he learned? It doesn't. It's cruel football. Well, if it's you're going into the game, if you're going into that game saying 100% you're getting rid of them, then, yeah, I can agree with what you're saying. But they don't that's know that they're – I didn't say that's what Let you me said. Tell you I didn't say that's what you said. I'm saying, if you're saying in your mind, the Eagles, we have zero intention of bringing Carson Wentz back. Zero intention. And we want to try to trade him as the way, because we're not going to cut him, but we would be willing to trade him and we don't want to get him injured. Okay, I can understand that, but they have no, uh, there's no indication that they would have a trade partner at this point. Oh well, I I we I couldn't disagree with you more. I could, I mean, beyond because the uh, the quarterback position in uh, quarterback position in all sports is the weakest position in sport. And I'll explain why. You have a few great ones. You have the Brady's and you have the Brees uh, and Rodgers, and then it drops off considerably. All right. Uh, people still believe in Wentz out there. Trust me, he would be picked up within a second. The other thing is that, and that's why you saw him bench. It was strictly because of lack of injury, and hopefully you don't know what's going to happen with him. And the same thing happened with Hurts, meaning that they gave him three quarters. Okay, they, What you said about Wentz is what they did with Hurts. He's only been out there for four games. Let's show what he can do with anything. Once he started, it was planned, and it was safe before the game, even if uh, the was going to get in at some point. They took him off the field after they displayed him for three quarters. Okay, so that means people can see, yes, he can run and what he can and can't do, and that he's only a second-year, first-year quarterback. So they know that now. So now they have their steps lined up in that regard. Now, the following is now, I believe that's total fact. My opinion is I think Peterson still once went. I still, he's still, he's the better quarterback 
without it wasn't his interest to uh, draft Burks or anything like that. So he believes that's the Eagles' goal for long term. That better suits the team. If he's wrong, then that is his backup is with Hurts because they're not going get more for Wentz than they would for Hurts. But they're both not coming back. And if you would agree with this. I cannot see both of them coming back to the team next year together. One or both are gone. I'm not both gone, but one of them is gone. Well, well, and, and I appreciate the call, man. I agree. I, I don't see and, and Andrew Brandt, who works on contracts, he doesn't see there's any way the Eagles can get rid of Brandt, uh, Wentz because of the penalties. There's one one way that they can get rid of Wentz that makes the most sense, and it makes the Colts make the most sense, in my opinion is if you trade him post-June 1st, you then, as the Eagles, can spread out the cap penalties over two seasons. The problem with trading a guy post-June 1st is if you trade him to a team, you don't have him until after June 1st. Well, then he can't be at your many camps. He can't get into your offense. But Frank Reich, he doesn't need so much to be in their many camps in their offense. They can afford to wait until after June 1st to get him. So that's why, to me, the post-June 1st trade and the Colts being the partner makes the most sense. All these other scenarios, it's hard. I mean, because the Eagles take so many penalties on. Now, what do they get in return? Are they going to get, you know, are they going to get blown away by a, a trade a package? Then sure, they'll make that deal. I don't know that people are lining up to give you multiple first-round picks and all this stuff that you think you're getting. Definitely not. Now, what you've seen out of Jalen Hurts out of these four games is obviously, no matter what the record was, as I pointed out, there were one and three because a lot of different reasons. There's intrigue there. There's something there. There's a unique skill set. Seems to struggle with the passing game, but he adds that another element. Would you trade Carson Wentz after seeing those four games of Jalen Hurts? That's another problem. I tweeted this out today. You keep Wentz, you keep Hurts, or do you draft a guy at number six? Now you have the sixth pick, so that puts quarterback in play for you if you want one. Do you do that? Because I don't have enough information on Hertz. He completed 52% of his passes. He went 7 of 20 yesterday. 7 of 20. His QB rating yesterday was, what, 25? Yeah, 27-ish in that range. Sports Bass Live. More of your calls on the other side. 609-573-3776. Don't go away. Sports Bash on 97.3 ESPN, the free mobile app. Off-season. By no means are we a finished product. What off-season? It's football at 4. Every day at 4 p.m. on the Sports Bash with Mike Gill on 97.3 ESPN and the free mobile app. Start the new year right during the Xfinity Hello 20. Tend to the top of the hour, Sal Palantonio at 3 o'clock. Hear what he has to say about this Eagles offseason. What's next? By the way, Carson Wentz did not speak today. You know, I thought he could have used this news conference as a chance to, like, confirm, deny, explain his side of the story. Does he want to be traded? His relationship with Doug Peterson. Peterson's come out and said our relationship is fine. Do you concur? Is your relationship fine? He chose otherwise. I don't like it. The more and more I process this information, I'm, I'm a little annoyed by it. It's not Me like too. you don't know what's coming. You know what's coming, so you'd be prepared. You're not going to get thrown these crazy wild ones. And if you do, Rob Motti will be there to clean it up because he seems to do that with some of these pressures for you. But all jokes aside, you know what's coming. These reports, how do you feel? Just clear the air, you know? And, and you know what? If there is truth to it and you don't want to admit it, 
lie, but stand in front of the camera. Stand in front of the media. Make a yeah. statement, you know? Lie. I don't care if you lie. Go up there and say, you know, this is fine. This is great. Do whatever. But don't back away from it. I want some answers. He politely declined to speak, by oh. the way. Oh, politely. 609-573-3776. 609-573-3776. Uh, let me go to Nick in Galloway. Nick, you're on 97.3. Hey, Nick. How's it going, guys? Nick. Yeah, it's become apparent that Wentz just it, – Wrong city, man. Wrong city. This is that's the moment where you stand up and say, you know what, this is my team. I'm gonna I had an off year. I'm gonna prove to everybody I can still do it. Wilting under that pressure and, and bowing out. That's just wrong wrong city, bro. Well let me ask you this, um, because there's a lot of dysfunction going on with this organization. We all know that. So I know from the yeah. surface, and I just said it, you know, I'm disappointed in him, which I am, but how do we know if there's something going on that it, there's a reason, and if we knew that reason, we would understand Carson Wentz's, uh, you know, uh, his his view on this if we knew what was really going on, because clearly it's not a strong well, communication franchise. No, no, and, and to that end, and look, I don't hate Wentz. I wanted Wentz to be the guy. I was excited when I thought we had Tom Brady. I wasn't, you know, like, Oh, great, Wentz stinks. To that end, yeah, you might be right, because the things I, I know a couple people, you know, uh, I know you guys know Doran Boss and, and uh, Tim uh, Mooney. Uh, it, it, we talked to a couple things, a couple stories about Howie Roseman that uh, don't paint him in the in the greatest light. Um, so, yeah, that's very well uh, could be uh, a situation we don't have. It's just either way, uh, everything, he, every his actions and the way he was on the field this year and just the way he carried himself, yeah. You know, it doesn't even matter the outside circumstances. It's your team, you're the general of the team. You had an off year, come out and say it. I feel like though, I feel like Nick though that Wentz has a chance to rise above and be the face and leader of the organization and he's basically passing on that. That's what I mean. I, I mean this is this is your team. Yeah, okay, you got set. You got set cuz you played terrible. Yes, there was a lot of injuries. You can't deny what happened when, when Hertz took over. And you can't deny that a couple of years ago, Foles did the same thing. It wasn't the Super Bowl year that impressed me. It was the year after, or that gave me pause. It was the year after when the team was left for dead and Foles took over. Foles, who has not half Wentz's talent, and, to, and the team went to life. And then the same thing happened this year. A bunch of backups and nobodies came to life. And, yeah, they didn't go on a crazy great run or anything. But that was a much different team with the, with with the same players, but with a different quarterback. At some point, you got to take accountability for that. And if he went out there and said, "Look, you know what? I had a bad year, but watch what happens next year." A lot of us, even the people who are, are kind of down on, would be like, "All right, let's see what he can do." He had, and thanks for the call. Um, he made a good point in terms of <laughs> Wentz had the opportunity to really try to win back people by saying, "Look." All the stuff that you're hearing. Yeah, I'm pissed. I didn't play very well. That's on me. But give me the shot to prove to everybody out there that, look, I've learned from my mistakes. I was chomping at the bit to get out there last night. It didn't happen. But I, I you know, I am loyal to the organization, and we are ready to start over from scratch. And Ted, today, he took a pass. Right. And even if we weren't going to buy it, because how many times does Carson stand up there and go, I got to do a better job? I got to be better, right? That's like the standard thing he would say when he was going through this putrid season that he had. Even if it's that, 
it's better than this. This is a really bad look. And I thought Les Bowen just tweeted something out where he said he was hearing indirectly last night that that Mortensen report didn't come from Carson. If that's the case, then stand up and say so. If you want out, stand up and say so. Just And I'm with him on that. Just, just talk. Give us the information. This holding back, it needs to stop. Well, Mortensen this morning actually referenced this. And he said directly, you know, this was not agent speak. That I did not get this from Wentz, Wentz's agent. Got confused. So can it come from Wentz himself? Howie himself? Who would this come from? Well, it could have came from Roseman. It could have came from, who the hell knows, John Dorsey maybe? You know, I mean, don't. All these guys. Here's what I will say this, though. Yesterday for Doug Peterson to say, that he did not talk to Wentz about this at all, I think is blasphemy. What does Sal Pal think? We'll ask him coming up next.